Um, I was having my first company when I was 19, my first official company when I was 19, struggled, wasn't making money, uh, was, was, felt worthless as a human. Just, I was putting in lots of effort and it wasn't getting results. My goal is to solve the world's biggest problem, untap human potential. It's never gonna happen. In my lifetime, it's never gonna happen. And I think that's amazing. If you don't learn how to make money as an entrepreneur, you won't have a business for very long. It's just not number one. Hi everybody, welcome to this session of Coffee with Robert. I'm absolutely stoked today to have a terrific fellow with me, a guy called Evan Carmichael. I've been observing for a long old time online and watching him kind of tear up trees as it were in the personal development field. Um, I, I, let me just list what he's been he's been doing. He's an author of a best-selling book, uh, Your One Word. I've actually got that book myself in audio uh, version and uh, thoroughly, thoroughly good book. Uh, lots of good stuff and hopefully we'll touch on that in a bit. He's the leader of the Believe Movement, which I'm sure he'll explain in a minute. And um, I regard him as one of the leading experts in helping people uh, tap into their human potential. So I'm absolutely stoked, Evan, to have you here, mate. Thanks for making the time to, to be with us. Thanks for love, Robert. I've got my coffee and I am ready to go, man. Um, we're, we've got a genuine coffee with Robert going on. I'm really thrilled about that too. Evan, we, we, we haven't got an awful lot of time. So, I mean, very quickly, the format is, I would love to ask you if you would, just to give some, some people an overview of where you've come from how you got involved with what you're doing now, how you got on that path, and um, you know where you see yourself going in the future. So I think your purpose comes from your pain, and whatever you struggled the most with as a human, once you get through it, or as you journey out of it, as you grow and learn, your purpose will, will be to help other people who are currently going through that pain. So I struggled a lot as an entrepreneur. Um, I was having my first company when I was 19, my first official company when I was 19, struggled, wasn't making money, uh, was, was, felt worthless as a human. Just, I was putting in lots of effort and wasn't getting results. And I was too embarrassed and ashamed to tell my friends that I was struggling. And I turned down, turned down the high paying jobs and classic story, but, but uh, it wasn't working. And I, and I felt like a total loser. And as I got through it, I wanted to then help other entrepreneurs who, were struggling, who, who lacked belief, who didn't feel like they could make it. And I wanted to show them a path through and say, no, just hang on. Like, here's some resources, here's some motivation, here's some ideas, because the thing that you have inside you is important, is valuable. You, you are talented and we need to see that come out. And that's going to be your gift to the world. And so I started doing that. Um, and where am I going to go for the next 10 years, 20 years, I don't know. It's going to be continuing on this journey. You know, my goal is to solve the world's biggest problem, untap human potential. It's never going to happen. In my lifetime, it's never going to happen. And I think that's amazing. Uh, and so I wake up every day and try to tackle a goal that's too big to tackle, but take a bite out of it uh, on a daily basis. So I think humans are built to serve. I think if you're not happy, you're not serving. I think you're either built to serve the world. You and I have big missions want to do big things, want to, want to hit, you know, millions of people. Um, others are built to serve the, the 20 closest people to them. And they're not on big missions, but family is the whole thing for them. Mm -hmm. But either way, you're built to serve. And if you're not happy in life, 
uh, it's because you're not serving. And so this is the path through. And so I found my calling, you found yours, and hopefully the people watching this and listening um, can find theirs too. Yeah, no, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I mean, there is a sense of, um, the payoff is in the sense that you get all the feeling you get from contribution. Uh, it's not all about money. There's something interesting that you mentioned about, uh, talked about in your book, uh, where you said that, that you had no real thought about money when you started on this path at all. You just wanted to make a difference. And the weird thing is, it's not really weird, but you know. anyway, uh, the thing, the strange thing is about it is that um, most people that I've spoken to and met, for, as you can tell from the grey hair, Evan, I've been around a little while. Um, I've met an awful lot of successful people over the years. And almost to a person, every single one of them went in to give value first and foremost, to offer something to people to make their life or their business better. And, and, and the, the money side of things, for the most part, was secondary. And it's no accident that those are the people that become really, really successful and the people that go in thinking about how can I extract money from people generally find that they struggle because I agree with you. I think as human beings, it's our natural thing to want to contribute. Yeah, I, I think people have an unhealthy relationship with money. Um, I think for, for both sides, to be honest, I think some people think that money is everything and you, you have to chase down money and this, this next person walking in, that's my next suit. That, that person, that's my next car. And that's, that's the thought process. And, and you're setting yourself up to lose because you, money is important. It's just not number one. Uh, it can't be number one. If you look at the people who have actually made the most money, just look them up. Who's made the most money? Not inherited wealth, not you know, passed it on, but self-made entrepreneurs. Look at, look at what they talk about. I, mean, I profiled a whole bunch of them on my YouTube channel. You can go find them uh, if, you, if you don't have exposure yet. Money is never the, the reason why they're doing the thing. But on the other hand, money is still important in that you need to figure out how to make it in your business. I think there's the other side of the coin where some people say money is the root of all evil, mm. right? That money is bad and that you shouldn't have money. And I think that's unhealthy too. I think money is important. Even if you're a charity, money is important. If you don't learn how to make money as an entrepreneur, you won't have a business for very long. It's just not number one. It's got to be in your top five. If you look at why am I doing this? Like it has to be in your top five, but it can't be number one. There's got to be something ahead of money that drives you to wake up and do the thing that you're doing every day. Because if you're only motivated every day by money, as soon as it gets hard, you're going to quit. You can move on and do something else. It's going to get too tiring, too frustrating, too anguishing for you. Uh, and so to your point about value, well, how do you make money? You, you bring people value. Like it's the number one rule of business. You want to get paid, you have to offer something of value. You want to, you want to get paid quickly, offer value quickly. Yeah. You know, people will pay you to solve a problem for them. Yeah. So it's that act of service. There's lots of different ways to serve. What are you good at? What are you talented at? What's the problem that you want to solve? And the more you're solving somebody's problem, the more they're going to, they're going to want to pay you to do it. Mm -hmm. And so absolutely, like what Robert's saying is, is amazing and, and spot on. Mm -hmm. uh, you look at the story of any successful entrepreneur, they wanted to solve a problem. They wanted to change the way something was done. They wanted to be of service and help. Money was in their top five. Mm -hmm. it's just, it just can't be number one. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, it, and money is, in fact, actually... Um, whatever meaning you attach to it. 
as well, isn't it? Some people will think of it as evil. Other people will see it as a tool for doing a lot of, a lot of good. It is, at the end of the day, only a medium of exchange. And it's only a measurement. The amount of money you're receiving is just a measurement of how much value you've given. And, and, and that's about it, really. And no more importance should be attached to it than that, really. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, well, I like you said the word tool, and I think that's spot on, Robert. Like, yeah. it, it's a tool. Yeah, absolutely. it's not. It's not you. You are not your tools. You know. It, it, so the people who love money, and uh, it's number one. It's no. It's it's just it's just a tool. You are not your tool. You are greater than your tool. Your your tools help you accomplish your mission. If if money is your number one, you just haven't discovered your mission yet. But at the same time, if somebody is anti-money, it's like you're missing out on, on one of the most powerful tools that you need to have to help people. Yeah. If you could volunteer all day long and, and put your time in towards a cause and never make money doing it, which is amazing. But if you built a business and have 100 employees, mm -hmm. the amount of impact that you could have in that cause that you care about grows exponentially. And so... Um, you need to you need to recognize for what it is it's a very 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 powerful tool exactly no exactly it, it actually leads me on to my, my my next question because there was another part of the book that really struck me because these days you'll see marketers all over the internet and everywhere else you care to look that are talking about don't sell features sell benefits sell benefits and there was a lovely little spot in the book where you said and remember i'm listening to it, i'm not reading it but where you actually said um don't don't sell features don't sell benefits sell value could you speak to that a little bit just just give us a little bit more into it. um you know clarity on exactly what you're saying where that comes from yeah so i call it core selling and and uh, it's kind of buried in the book so i'm glad i'm glad uh, you pulled it out because when i do interviews about the book nobody asked me about it so it, it, <laughs> Thank you for the opportunity to dive. This, this is what Coffee with Robert looks like. This is amazing. I love it. Uh, so the idea is that people buy why you do the thing that you do before they buy what the thing is that you do. And so you want to, you want to help people make a decision based off of your story. I need to know why you're in this business. I need to know why you do what you do. Why are you so passionate about it? Especially as an entrepreneur. So if I'm going to buy, if I have a decision, I'm going to buy from you small time entrepreneur just getting started versus some big corporation. Why would I buy from the entrepreneur? The big corporation has been around for years, has a reputation, may not care about me that much as a customer, but I know who they are and they're still gonna be in business in five years or 10 years. Why am I gonna buy from some startup entrepreneur who I've never heard of, has no track record, has no history? Because I care about you, because your story, your story is the reason. Your story is the reason why I wanna buy from you. And so I remember doing a radio show where there was a, a guy called in and he was a landscaper and he helped take care of people's uh, lawns. And he's like, he's, I'm having a hard time competing because all these university kids and high school kids will come and, and cut your lawn for 15 bucks and I can't make a business off of that. So, well, the problem is people don't know the difference between you and the high school kids. You haven't told me how you're different. I need to know your story. I need to know your why. The high school kids doing it just from summer jobs so they can go and, and travel somewhere or, or hang out with their friends and have some spending cash. Why are you doing this? And, and if I don't know your story, then I'm going to default to the lowest price. Like if people don't know your story, if they don't get connected to you, they can't tell the difference between you and somebody else, then they're just going to say, okay, who's the lowest price? Because everything else looks the same. So you need to give them a reason to want to spend more. 
So he said, well, I, I got into this business because growing up, I was outside with my mom every day. My mom loved the lawn, loved the flowers, loved landscaping, and that was our time to connect. And she passed, but this is my business now, and I treat, this is the line that got me, I treat every lawn that I go take care of like it was my mother's lawn. Oh, that's like, lovely. Wow. Now, now I'm thinking, okay, if I hire this guy to cut my grass versus some high school kid, he's going to care a lot more. Like he's going to care more about the lawn than I care about my lawn. It's going to, it's going to be looked after, right? I'm not worried about, you know, the, the lawn being torn up or bits of grass all over my, my, you know, sidewalk or driveway. I just, there's love and there's care. No way that some high school kid is going to say the same thing. And so now knowing that story, knowing how much you care, I'd be willing to pay more. Like I'll pay you 50 bucks instead of 15 because I want that kind of love and care going into my lawn. And so that's core selling. Mm -hmm. And so it's not him coming and say the, the, the feature is, Hey, we, you know, here we're going to use our special lawnmowers and it has all these blades. Like nobody cares. The, the results, the benefit would be, Hey, you get your grass cut every week and you don't have to worry about getting, you know, you're looking outside your, your house and you have a messy lawn. We're going to take care of that for you. Okay. That's how most people sell. That's, that's 95% of the world. Uh, but when you can get the core selling, when you can tell me your story, when you make me emotionally committed to the reason why you do the thing, I'm much more likely to buy from you, to spend more money with you, to tell all my friends about you. And so you just have to figure out what your story is. What's your why? And for every entrepreneur, that's your secret weapon. That's how you beat the big competition. That's how you beat big corporate if you're going up in a competitive industry. And you better have a strong why. If you're an entrepreneur, there's a reason. It can't just be, well, um, you know, it's a hot trend for, for this year, so I got into it. No, like, you're going to lose from the start. You need to have a strong reason why you do the thing that you do. And when people understand that, they'll want to support you on your mission too. Love it. I love it. And, and I, as you're talking, it, it reminds me of something that, that I say to people an awful lot because um, I talk to an awful lot of coaches and consultants and people like that. And uh, it's like you and I right now, we're in the same space. We talk to the same people and everything else, but we've got uniqueness. We're both different. You've got your voice. I've got mine. And I try to explain to people when they, there's this thing, the, the law of relativity, you know all about it. When you compare yourself to everybody else and nobody ever seems to compare themselves to people that they see as less than them. No, we always, we always look at people that we perceive to be better than we, we are. And, and so that's no good for our self-esteem, uh, our self-image and all that sort of stuff. And people compare, compare themselves to people in the same field all the time and think, oh, I'm never going to be that good. I'm not good. But the point of the matter is that two people, you and I could speak to the same person and say the same thing. And there'll be something in the way that you deliver it, in your unique voice that will make that person connect with you and not get the message from me or vice versa. And that's why I think that people need to realize that no matter how small they are, where they are on the curve in their business, uh, that, that when they're educators, when they're teachers, and when they're heart-centered businesses, that their voice matters because it's unique and they have a history and a life that is unique and they can draw from that. And all you need to do is find the people that can connect with that and resonate with it. And you'll have all the people, all the customers or clients that you could ever wish for. That's how I feel about it. Yeah, and I think if you can combine the and 
where you take two different things or three different things that seem to be totally in different fields, but you care about and find a way to smush them together. That's actually how you stand out and make yourself unique. A lot of people come and ask me, and I'm sure you get it too. Like, should I do this or this? Should I take this path or that path? Like both, mm. but not separately together mm. at the same time. That's, gonna, that's what makes you unique. Mm. That's what nobody else can compete with you on. If you just take this one path, you're always going to feel like this little piece of you is missing over here. And same thing, vice versa. There's always going to be a hole missing and you'll never, you'll never crush it because you're not actually bringing all of you to your business idea. And so the path is to do both. So even looking at what I do, I have my own stuff. I have my own thought leadership. I have my books. I have my, my, you know, my speeches, my interviews, all that stuff. And I also DJ what other people have put together. Mm. I love learning from Steve Jobs and Gary Vaynerchuk and Oprah and all these people. And I, I put their stuff on my channel. And so I'm, I'm weird. I'm not just a DJ, but I'm not just a thought leader. I smush them together. And that's what makes Evan Carmichael different and unique. Mm. And so same thing for everybody watching, listening. You have multiple interests, multiple passions, multiple hobbies, multiple you know, ways of thinking. And the more that you can bring all of that into one business is where you actually win. And it, it might hurt your head at the beginning. Go, how, does it, how does this work with this? It doesn't make any sense. You ha that's your job. Make sense of that smush those things together and then you have a business that nobody else can copy like somebody could copy you lots of people copy my videos they could copy me as a strategy but they're gonna lose like just copying me you're gonna lose because you can't out evan evan and i can't out robert robert right like if i ask the same questions that robert asks and i say okay it's coffee time with evan and I have my same coffee cup that you have. And I ask, it's not gonna, it's not gonna fly because I'm just trying to, I'm a, being a small version of you instead of figuring out how to be a better Evan. And that's the same thing for most people. I think it's okay at the beginning to model, to copy, to learn. If you love how Robert has his approach and his calm demeanor and his style of questioning and the guests he brings on, then copy that. That'll get you 80% of the way. But if you just continue to copy, you'll just be a junior version of Robert which is great, but like you could be, you could be amazing. So now you have to, now you have to pivot. You got to get off the robber train and go do this. Mm -hmm. And I think too many people uh, are just forever stuck in, in copycat mode and your uniqueness will come by smushing your various interests together in a way that nobody's done it before. Yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. I, I think that modeling is really, really powerful and, and, um, and, and you should do it. It's a shortcut to success. It really is. Of course but not at the expense of identity. And, and that's, that's really important. If, if you become a watered-down version of somebody else, a clone, well, I mean, we see it in the music industry all the time, copycat rock bands and, and artists come up, but they never make it as big and as successful as the original artists. Um, so, yeah, it's... Um, yeah, yeah, you could either be an Elvis impersonator or you yeah. can go be the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly right. I just want to. I just want to move back a little bit as well because we were talking earlier on about, um, or you were talking earlier on about the, the importance of, you know, having that passion about what you're doing because business does get tough. I mean, that's that, that's a prerequisite of being in business. It's going to be tough, and um, and sometimes if you haven't got that passion when it gets hard, it's too easy to give up, down tools, walk away, and look for something else. Whereas the passion keeps you you hooked in, and. I remember again going back to the book. Um, yes, I've got your book. 
Did I tell you that? <laughs> the audio version. Yeah, you, you mentioned the I quit moment. And I love it because I, it reminded me of something that I think I read years ago in Think and Grow Rich, where it says that most people quit kind of one step away from their greatest success. And you mentioned the fact that you had that I quit moment, I'm, I'm giving it up. And, but you managed to hang in. And around about three years after that event, you had some of your, your biggest successes. Could you just briefly touch on that? Yeah, I think this is why it's so important that you love the actual work that you're doing. And, and not just the results. You have to love the work, you know? Like I, I quit on my business partner because uh, I just, I wasn't having success. I'm making $300 a month. I'm, I'm embarrassed, I'm ashamed. I'm every negative, you know, emotion in the book. But I, I didn't want to live with regret knowing that I could have done a little bit more. I didn't want to be 95 looking back and say, you know what, I quit a little too soon. Like I didn't give it everything. I was okay with giving it everything and failing. I wasn't okay with, uh, falling up short you know like if you gave it everything and it doesn't work out okay you can live with it but if you if you quit too soon and you and you think oh, man I could have done a little bit more I know I could have gone an extra week another month or I didn't try this that's that's gonna eat away at you for the rest of your life and so I try to live my life with as many uh, I was not as many regrets as few regrets <laughs> as possible um, and, and the way through though is also loving what you do, right? Like the work, the actual work. So, so Robert loves talking to people. He loves having conversations. If it was just a strategy, then, then this show would tank. Yeah. It was just like, okay, uh, who am I talking to today? Okay. Evan, great. Whatever. Okay. Right. Don't do it. Get out of it. Go do something else. Yeah. You know, for, for a lot of people stepping into Robert's schedule would be torture. Like, I hate Robert's life. Awesome. You don't want Robert's life. Like, go build your own life, right? But there's too many people who are starting up a show, who are starting up a podcast, starting up an XYZ, because it's a hot thing to do, but they don't actually like talking to people. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Like, you're, when it gets hard and you're going to quit, you will actually quit because you don't enjoy the work enough. So that's why doing what you love is the number one rule for success. If you look at all these people who've made it, they, they love what they did. The thing that got them through all the hard times is they still like the work because yes, it's great to get the results, but they're attached to the work. Like if they're not doing the work, there's a hole missing in them. I love making videos. I love doing interviews, whether they're, whether they end up working or not, I still love the process of doing it. And so it makes, it makes the, the grind less of a grind because you love doing it. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and I love it too, because for me, the, the internet's great for a lot of things. I love it, absolutely love it. It's made life an awful lot um, easier for an awful lot of us, well, all of us really. But uh, I have to say that what it has done is it's, it's taken away that human element. And I think that, that one of the major things that I struggle with, because I see it all the time, is that people sit behind computer screens and they lose, they lose touch with the fact that there are people, genuine people, with wants, needs, passions, desires, fears, all of that stuff behind another computer screen somewhere. And they've lost that connection with that. And, and just having a face-to-face -face like we are um, right now, I mean, you're in Canada, I'm here in the UK, but we're as good as sat at the same table. We're looking at each other's right in the eyes and we've got a connection. And I love that stuff. I love that stuff. And there needs to be more on it, I think. And I, I think that's probably why YouTube is so successful these days is that 
you know, people just, uh, have you seen some of these videos, by the way, with these, uh, my granddaughter comes over and she's kind of watching all these things with, you know, uh, Emily's family and this and that, and all these families that are opening up the doors, a little bit like the Osbournes did years and years ago. And it's just becoming huge because I think people are so curious about other people's lives and they love to connect with it all. Um, but when it comes to business, I think that, that a lot of people make the mistake of separating themselves from that. And it, it's a little bit disconnected. And, and what I love about what you're doing and hopefully what I'm doing is that we're trying to put the face behind the voice and connect people again. And I think that's an incredibly important thing to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. I, I, know, we're, I know we're hitting the clock now, but, but even being able to do Thursday when we're recording this is my oh. public facing day. So I do interviews and podcasts and hangouts and all that. And um, even if this was audio only, I appreciate being able to see you. Like being able to look at somebody and see the, va the face and see your expressions and see how you're reacting to what I'm saying. I'm a visual learner. And so the hardest thing for me is podcasts where it's audio only. If this was audio only, I'd, I'd be like this. I'd be just really just trying to focus on your voice and trying to imagine, you know, who you are. And, and so I love being able to see the visual and, and um, yeah, I appreciate the opportunity to be on your show too. No, I've loved every minute of it. And I, I'm going to respect your time as well, because I know you're, you're on the clock a little bit today. So um, just quickly in wrapping up, Evan, is for anybody who really wants to hook into Evan Carmichael a little bit deeper and find out all about you and what you're doing, where, where's the best place for them to go? Um, people want the book. They can just go to Amazon. You can find the book. Um, the audio book I read myself, so I insisted on that. That was a lot of fun. And then for the YouTube channel, what, what video should they start with, Robert? Say, say that again. Sorry, the sound went. If people are going to my YouTube channel, what video should they start with? What's the first video they should watch? Well, this one, because you're going to put this one on there, aren't you? <laughs> 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 I think that was the right, right answer. I love it. I love it. I love it. Listen, listen, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. And, and, and I wish you all the success in the world. I hope things keep ramping up the way they are for you and you carry on making a wonderful impact in this world of ours. And I'd love to check in with you again sometime in the future and see how things are going. Would that be okay? Cool, man. Th thank you for the love, the energy, the great questions. Um, awesome. I enjoyed every minute. Appreciate it's you. Been a it's been a pleasure. Have a great rest of your day, buddy. Take very good care. You too. Thanks, Robert. Big soon. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Robert here. Thanks for watching the video. I hope you've really, really enjoyed it. If you've enjoyed this, then please subscribe to this channel and come back and see many, many more doing these things all the time. And if you want to know when the next one comes up, click the little bell and you'll get a notification each and every time we've got a new video up there for you to have a look at. Um, and the other thing is, I nearly forgot. If you look love everything to do with personal development, business development, and just getting yourself into a peak state, then you're gonna to wanna to get over to my free webinar training, which is gonna show you exactly the steps to take to overcome any inner barriers that are stopping you from achieving in life and business right now, and exactly what to do to get that put right and start living the life of your dreams, starting right now. Sounds like a tall order? promise you, you can do this stuff. Get across to my webinar training. The link is in the uh, description below this video. I hope to see you there. And at the very least, I hope that you click the bell. I hope you subscribe to the channel and I hope to see you back here again soon. Take good care. Bye-bye.